So if you are excited to dive into some new paid search strategies, uh, really how to maximize your lead flow online for your plumbing, HVAC, home service business, just give me one of the comments so I can know we're ready to, ready to hit the ground running. So here's what we're going to cover on today's session. We're going to be talking about um, why paid marketing is the key to unlimited scalability in terms of your lead flow for your plumbing, HVAC, or home service business. Uh, I'm going to be unpacking the paid strategies that are working best in today's market. And this is a constantly moving target, right? What was, what was the best thing you could be doing last year is a little bit different this year. So we'll be talking about kind of the present and future of online marketing strategies. Uh, I'm going to be sharing some live examples of paid marketing strategies generating five to 15 time return on investment for other plumbing, HVAC, home service companies, just like yours. Uh, we'll talk a little bit uh, about how to structure your pay-per-click campaigns to really maximize your return on investment and minimize your cost per lead. Um, and then we'll talk about the KPIs. I'll share some examples of landing pages and tracking structures you want to put in place to really get the best results possible. So if that sounds good, just type good in the comments. Or if you're watching this on Facebook, type good in the comments. That way I know you're ready to hit the ground running. Josh, thank you very much. Uh, so real quick, who I am, why you should listen. Uh, my name is Josh Nelson. I'm the author of The Complete Guide to Internet Marketing for Plumbing and HVAC Contractors, How to Triple Your Sales by Getting Your Internet Marketing Right. Um, I'd say more important than any of the other stuff, you know, books I've written, you know, groups I'm a part of, is that at this point, I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of plumbing, HVAC, home service contractors in some of the most competitive markets across the country. Uh, and I've been able to help them uh, go from virtual, you know, non-existence online to where they're now the dominant players in their market. Um, a lot of our clients have seen over a million dollars in revenue growth by really dialing in their, their marketing. And so, what I'm sharing and what I'm going to be unpacking with you guys today is, is it based on theory? It's based on working with companies just like yours and kind of testing what works, figuring out which levers we can pull to generate more leads, more book jobs, and, and accelerated revenue growth. So uh, that's what we do here, by the way, at Plumbing and HVAC SEO. We're, we're on a mission to help triple the, the sales of 1,000 plumbing, HVAC, and home service companies. And so... You know, if as you're watching this, you're, you're interested in talking with us about how we can help you generate better results online, um, we'd love to chat. So feel free to go to plumberseo.net slash schedule. There you can pick a time. We'll do a deep dive review of your current online marketing and show you, hey, here's what's good. Here's where there's room for improvement. And based on your goals, here's how we can help. So um, if that sounds good, we'd love the opportunity to meet with you one-to-one -one and really show you how to tap into the power of this, this, this strategy. So let's get into it. Like when we look at um, online marketing and we look at really how you can accelerate the growth in your plumbing HVAC home service company, um, there's really three key things, right? I've got a model for this, but I thought this visual just made it easy. The first thing we have to do is we've got to drive leads, right? We have to drive leads. And we found you know, the key three ways to drive leads are organic, right? Making sure we're coming up in Google Maps, making sure we're coming up organically when people search for plumbing, plumbing company, HVAC contractor in our area. The second is paid search. So tapping the local service ads, tapping into Google ads, tapping into other paid strategies, um, and then really tapping into your database, right? Figuring out how to take your past customers, your past prospects, nurture them with email, SMS, phone, and convert more of those one-time buyers into repeat buyers that refer you to others. These are the three key strategies for driving leads. Today, we're gonna to be focusing on paid search, right? Really, what paid strategies you can tap into. Second of that, we have to maximize conversion. So really to accelerate your growth, you've gotta have a great website that's built to convert. So when someone gets there, they wanna choose you versus the competition. Secondarily, we've gotta have a great reputation. Lots of reviews from your real customers in your true service area that know you do what you say, right? Those reviews really impact how well you convert. And then the third is automation, right? We, won't, we don't want to just get leads and rely only on the phone, right? We want to be leveraging automation to follow up with them via email, follow up with them SMS, follow up with them through automation over time. And we find that when you've got that piece dialed in, all of the other lead generation that you do is so much more effective. And then third, you have to optimize your results. So you're going to be constantly looking at, all right, how much did we spend? What's our return on investment? What's our average cost per lead? And to really, to really accelerate your growth, 
you have to be looking at the total spend part of the equation, right? Sometimes when we look at, okay, I got to a million, how do I go to 2 million? Or I got to 2 million, how do I go to 5 million? Oftentimes, you know, we want to have a fixed budget, right? We want to say, oh, I'm going to spend five grand a month of my marketing. And that worked for me to get to a million, but I'm not going to the next level. And what we find is usually you want to be reinvesting at least 10 to 15% of your revenue back into marketing. And so usually when I look at that home service contractors that are, are stagnated, they're not getting accelerated growth. It's like, we got to spend a little bit more. Right? We got to have more gasoline to put into Google ads, to put into local service ads, to put into a strategic retargeting campaign. Um, and when we get all of these three key areas dialed in, we're driving leads on a consistent basis, we're converting them at the highest level, and we're optimizing around the results, that's where we get accelerated growth. So I, I always like to start with that model because the, like, these are the three key things. Um, and then you know, today we're really going to be going deep on paid strategies and really paid marketing to, 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 to drive the lead flow forward. And so as you look at, at the overall marketing strategy and all of the different things you can do to generate leads and to generate sales, uh, this is our digital dominance method. Um, and you know, we talk about organic, paid, retargeting, online directories, local service ads, social media, marketing automation, repeat and referral strategies to get those one-time customers to become repeat buyers. Um, you know, really when you've got this whole digital dominance method optimized, um, you, you're in control of your own destiny in terms of how fast you can grow and how you can take things to the next level. So specifically as it relates to paid marketing and whether paid marketing should even be part of the equation, we started it as, as an SEO company, right? Plumbing HVAC SEO, uh, I really believe the foundation of your marketing should be organic, right? It should be because you, you're ranking well and you're coming up when people are looking for you in the non-paid listings. Um, and I know that the highest quality, lowest cost leads you can get are from organic. Uh, with that said, you, know, you want to have other strategies to be out in front of your customer. So yes, paid should be part of your strategy, really because first of all, it, it, you can get quick results with paid search. So SEO and organic, right? Building a website, putting out content, getting yourself ranked has a long tail, but it takes a long time. Like you've got to really plant those seeds on a consistent basis over an extended period of time. Where with Google ads, local service ads, uh, retargeting, a lot of those campaigns, you can set a budget. And if you structure it correctly, you can start coming up when your customers are looking where they're looking and you can start to generate leads you know, in a matter of days as opposed to in a matter of months. Um, second to that, I really think the reason paid marketing should be part of your strategy is because you're going to show up as often as possible where your customers are looking. But when somebody is in your local area looking for a plumber, looking for an AC contractor, looking to install some indoor air quality equipment or to fix their electrical, we want to be the person that comes up as often as possible. We want to come up in the paid. We want to come up in the organic. We want to come up on the directories. We want to put our best foot forward for those people that are the very bottom of the buying funnel. And that's where paid gives you the ability to show up very consistently across the spectrum of where your prospects are looking. Um, and it gives you the ability to have multiple placements, right? Sometimes we can be in local service ads, we can be in the paid ads, we can be on the map, and we can be organically listed in the organic listings and in some directory listings. And we find that if you've got at least two or three placeholders in those spots where your prospects are looking, you are five times more likely to get the call, to get the lead, and ultimately to get the sale. Um, it gives us the ability to show up for more terms. Like with SEO, we can show up for geo-modified terms in most cases, right? So if you're in Miami and they type in Miami plumber, Miami drain cleaning, Miami water heater repair, when they put the Miami in the modifier, we can, we can really do well with that. But sometimes we want to show up just because, right? Just because they type plumber, just because they type drain cleaning, just because they type AC repair. And with paid search and with paid marketing strategies, we can make sure we were coming up regardless of, of if there's a geo modifier there or not. And ultimately for me, the reason you want to have a paid component to your strategy is because it gives you unlimited scalability, right? If you think about um, as you grow, right? And you're thinking, okay, I'm at a million. I want to go to 3 million. We know we need to have technicians. We need to have trucks. 
We need to have guys that are trained and ready to, to go out there. But we can only do that if we know we've got a knob we can turn and say, hey, I've got this other truck and this other technician ready to go. How do I get the leads coming in? How do I make sure that we've got the, the deal flow to get those technicians out on a consistent basis? Um, the beauty of paid marketing, really, as I unpack this for you, with an optimized budget, you have unlimited access to lead flow. There are more than enough people in the market for your services every single day to keep your entire fleet busy. To the tune of there are home service companies in almost every market across America doing tens, if, if not hundreds of millions of dollars per year. So, you know, there's plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of households that need these services. Paid search gives you the knob to say, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to tap in to, you know, another 100 to 200 leads per month, right? And so give me a yes, if that makes sense. Kind of like, you know, the foundation is organic, but the, the, the knob that we can turn is, is our paid strategy. And so we're going to be, we're going to be talking about, you know, really how to structure your organic, your paid and your retargeting to, to truly maximize your lead flow online. And what I want to do now is I want to unpack this model with you guys. Cause I think I, I love to think in terms of models and, um, we talked about the accelerated growth model. Are you guys able to see me? Is, is me on the big screen right now? Is that what you're seeing? I just want to make sure that's the case before, um, before I go forward. Christian, can you unmute and just confirm? Okay, good. You are seeing me big. Okay. So give me one second while my screen pulls back up here. It's interesting. All right, so when it comes to paid, right? I, I'm gonna call this the, the paid accelerator. So this is our paid strategies that we can tap into. Um, really, there's, there's three key pillars to this in my mind. There's paid search, which is very directional, right? Directional meaning if they're searching Google or they're searching online and they have, a home service need, they're at the bottom of the funnel. They have a problem right now that needs to be solved. Paid search, right? And then there's paid social, right? Which is more, they're, they're just in your market. They meet your market demographics and we want to be in front of them with an offer, right? And while this can be really effective paid social, obviously you're, you're, your person that is in immediate demand for your services is going to be highest intent. And, and so we tend to prioritize paid search. But as you start thinking about branding, as you start thinking about having the ability to create demand for your services, whether they were looking or not, there's definitely a, a place for paid social. Um, and then there's our, our paid directories and pay-per-lead services. Right. And if you think about it, really everything falls into these three buckets, right? Paid search, paid social, and paid paid directories and pay-per-click. So my my belief and really where I think most of us should prioritize our effort is in the directional advertising, right? Is initially let's make sure we're capturing the market that's already looking for our service, that's already ready to do something right now. And so we do that through Google Ads. Right. This is to me number one. Google Ads. We can show up for any term based on when someone's looking for us in a marketplace. Right. And so Google Ads. Then we've got local service ads, which I'm sure all of you guys know as Google Guaranteed. Um, it's the little three box at the top. Um, definitely want to be playing in local service ads. It's also very search based. Right. They searched. Either you came up or you didn't. Right. And. Um, you know, there's money to be spent here if you optimize it correctly. Um, and then when we think about paid, I also like to think of retargeting. Just because if we're showing up organically and they got to our website or they clicked on a local service ad or they clicked on a Google ad and they get to our site, we know they're in the market and they may have, they may have not have called yet. They may have not submitted a form yet. With retargeting, we can serve ads strategically to that group. Uh, and get them back to our website and really improve the probability that they're going to convert. 
And so these are our paid search strategies. I'm going to be talking about these more in depth as we go. Um, and then you've got your paid social strategies, which would be uh, Facebook ads, um, TikTok ads, and YouTube. And there's definitely a place for this as you like look at building your brand, as you look at trying to create demand for people that you know may not be immediately in need, right? Because paid search, again, they were looking for you. Paid social, we just know they're a homeowner that has a certain amount of income. Maybe they did something that we can we can serve ads against. Um, but this to me is 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 a it's a bigger picture play as you've already really optimized your organic and your paid search strategies. Now, the other directional opportunity that we should be tapping into is our paid directories and our paid per lead services. So the big ones are Angie, right? And Home Advisor. And some of you are cringing because you hate Home Advisor um, and maybe you've started to hate Angie, but the reality is they come up very prominently as people are looking. They've developed the biggest brand in the industry when someone's in the market for these services. Um, and we definitely want to be on these directories. We definitely want to be playing in these directories because it's one of those other placeholders where your, where your prospects are going to be looking. Um, and if you've got some, some automation in place, I'll talk a little bit about why automation is important, where it comes into play. You can really, you can really optimize these leads. And you can win the day, even though it's going to a number of contractors, um, and it may be the most competitive lead you can you can get. Um, also, you know, you know, also we've got Yex, uh, Yelp, and Nextdoor coming on big. Nextdoor's got a great advertising platform now, where you can advertise, you can get in front of your local market, um, and it's it's a little bit untapped, right? If you compare this to like your Angie's List, your Home Advisor, everybody and their mothers in there. Lots of contractors either love or hate Yelp, and it's more popular in certain markets, uh, but next door is a little bit under, you know, under the radar. And then you've got your traditional pay-per-lead services like eLocal and um, Thumbtack. I've, I've been seeing good results uh, for clients using Thumbtack recently. Um, and so th this is the big picture, right? These, like, if you think about paid advertising strategies you can tap into, tons and tons and tons and tons of opportunity. Here, just looking at paid search, paid social, uh, paid ads and directories. The key thing, though, that stitches all of these together and that will make you win or lose for the most part is retargeting and automation. And the reason I say that is you're going to be investing money in any of these strategies to get people into your world, to get them into your sphere. If we're not retargeting them, we're not going to be able to capitalize at the level we could. Retargeting gives us the ability to show up in the banners, show up in their social feed, and they're seeing it. They're like, oh, man, you know, I was in the need for, you know, for a, a, a new air conditioning system, and now you guys are advertising to me with special offers and incentives. Right? You have a higher probability of winning that deal. And the automation is just making sure you're, you're the first person to contact them via phone, text message, and email, and that you're touching them a number of times automatically. Uh, and we found that you know, if you layer any of these paid strategies with retargeting automation that are properly dialed in, you can really, you can like five to 10x the outcome. Uh, so uh, again, uh, pardon my scribbles here. Hopefully it was clear enough, but you know, these are the different plays. Um, any any questions or thoughts on that as we're as we're kind of unpacking this in further in further detail? And I'll make sure that you guys have a nice clean visual of this. Actually, let me make sure I'm sharing my screen again because I will go back to screen share mode and wrong screen. I want to share screen three. Perfect. So there, there's a nice, pretty visual of this. Hopefully that's a little bit easier to, to see and easier to, to digest. So if you're thinking about, okay, I, I get it. Like I, I know these are the different plays, the different paid strategies that are working that we can tap into. Uh, the next question usually is like, what order would I roll this out? What order does it make sense? 
Should I be, you know, all in on TikTok ads or should I be all in on my, um, you know, my local service ads? Like, where should I be spending these dollars? Um, and what I'm going to suggest is, first of all, your organic is the foundation, right? You need to have a good website that's built to convert, that's coming up, that, you know, is properly optimized for your local market and the services that you offer, right? That's search engine optimization, right? That's your highest quality, lowest cost lead. You have to have a good foundation to build your strategy on. So for me, that's one. After that, the next logical thing for you to invest your dollars into from a marketing perspective are paid search and local service ads, right? Because it's, again, it's super directional. They're at the bottom of the funnel. They're looking for your services. From there, I think you want to make sure before you start putting a lot of other marketing strategies in place, you've got retargeting enabled, which means you've got a pixel on your website and you're marketing back to those people that got to your site, but maybe didn't convert. And you want to make sure that you have automation in place, that everyone that calls in, that submits a lead form, that requests more information, there's automatic follow-up happening to make sure that those leads get followed up with and get followed through with. Um, from there, I think moving up the hierarchy, we want to make sure we're tapping in to our paid directories and those paid lead services, right? We want to make sure we're tapping into Angie, we're on a home advisor, Thumbtack, Nextdoor. We're coming up on those places. Um, and then as you move up the hierarchy and you start thinking about brand, right? Usually at that, you know, $5 million to $10 million plus range, you know, you've tapped into all of your low-hanging opportunities at the base of the foundation. And it's like, we want to now dominate the market. We want to be the most known home service contractor in the area. We want to create demand for our services. Really, that's when your social advertising makes a ton of sense. That's when we start running aggressive Facebook ads into a local area with video and special offers. Maybe we start tapping into TikTok and YouTube ads. Um, so that's the hierarchy. Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully that, um, that helps kind of seeing the flow and kind of when you would plug these things in. Just give me a one in the comments if you're tracking along and, and if this is a helpful visual to think about, okay, I want my organic and then I want to be tapping into my paid and then I want to be tapping into those paid directories. Awesome. Getting some, some ones, right? so I'm not just talking to my screen here uh, in a vacuum. So let's dive into this and let's talk about the key strategies and how to make this work at the highest level possible. So I said, first off, the first thing you want to tap into is your directional advertising, the people at the bottom of the funnel that are really looking for you. To me right now, from a paid perspective, the best bang for your buck is going to be local service ads. That's the Google guaranteed. That's the, the three listings that come up at the very top of the results. Um, you know, In the markets that this is active, which is everywhere now, um, the clients that we have that are coming up in the three rotation that are really tapping into this are getting great results, right? Low cost per lead, high quality leads, um, and you know, just really are like, let's open the budget, let's open the mouth as wide as we can to tap into all of these local service ad opportunities. Um, and so a little bit of a step-by-step -step on this and kind of what you want to do. First things you have to get set up. If you're not, I would imagine if you're on this session and you're a home service company, you've already done your background checks, you've already added yourself to the Google Guaranteed Program. If you haven't, go get yourself set up. That's kind of phase one. It's not hard, um, but there are some hoops to jump through to get it done. Uh, the second is you want to make sure that you've really dialed in your service area, your profile, and your budget, right? So usually if, if we take on a new client and they've already got local service ads running, but they're not getting in the three, right? They're, they're, they've got their budget open, but they're not getting in the three. Sometimes it's because the service area isn't properly set. Uh, the profile isn't fully optimized. Or the budget, you know, they, they've set this small budget. Uh, in my mind, you open that budget to $10,000 a month, right? And you start there and you kind of expand it because usually what's happening is you're not able to spend the full budget um, unless you're like one of the top three. So that's the next piece when it comes to remaining relevant on Google local service ads, you have to play the game, right? And so the way Google has this structured is they're serving these ads, they're charging on a per call basis, and they're guaranteeing that you're going to do what you say, that you're going to provide quality service, you're not going to rip the people off, and, and they're, they're really underwriting that. I think their purpose here is to serve a better, a better experience for the searchers on Google, right? 
And so that being the case, they've optimized this platform where there's a back end where you as the contractor need to mark the outcomes of those jobs, right? The call came in. Did you dispatch it? Did you lose it? What was the outcome? Um, and so make a point to have you or somebody on your team go in and, and mark the disposition of every single one of the jobs that you get through local service ads. Um, obviously, you want to deal with the disputes every now and then. You get one outside the territory. You'll get one that isn't like really the services that you provide. Um, but I think the two main things are, are mark the jobs that you've booked and drive verified reviews, right? Make sure that you're getting reviews from those customers as often as possible, right? And, and you do that by creating a great experience, by going out and doing a good job, calling in advance, doing the pre-dispatch stuff, creating a, a great experience, but then leveraging automation and leveraging the platform to say, hey, we'd love it if you'd post a review and really emphasize the need for them to go and write a review. Uh, all things being equal, there's lots of contractors that want to come up in Google Guaranteed in local services. The, the ones that are going to win are the ones that are closing out their jobs, getting the most reviews, and, and are serving the best outcomes as far as what Google has in their, in their dashboard that are going out, getting, doing the jobs, and then getting reviews after the fact. Um, and then like a benchmark we like to shoot for is get, get a, a high dispatch rate for the jobs that come in or for the calls that come in on your local service ads. Uh, and in the back end, you've got a dashboard where you can see how many calls did we get? What was our average cost per call? Um, what, you know, what was our, our, our booking rate? Um, and you want to be looking for 85% or more. I find that if you do that right um, and you get your budget optimized inside local service ads, you can, you can be pretty consistent in the top three. So, do this, right? I would say this is your number one priority from a paid ads perspective. Maximize your, your output through the local service ads platform. Um, in certain markets, you're not in the three. You've, you've put the huge budget. Um, you may have been too late to the game, right? In which case, you know, just keep, keep yourself in there. But, you know, there's only, there's only three people that are really kind of rotating in there typically, so it is what it is at some level, right? Do the best you can, put your best foot forward. Um, and if you are in the rotation, really be aggressive with marking those jobs and getting those reviews. That really makes a big, big difference. So that's local service ads. I've got a whole hour long session on this. I wanna make sure that this is relevant and we're kind of hitting the key elements here. Um, open up your budget there, play as aggressively as you can. Uh, number two for me in terms of this, this strategy is, is playing with Google Ads, right? And making sure that we're coming up in the paid results where our clients uh, and prospects are searching. And there's lots of things that you can do to optimize your Google Ads campaigns to get the best results possible. And I wanna kind of talk through that with you and, and really walk you through what you can do and what you should be looking for from your provider, assuming you, know, you don't run this in-house to get the best outcomes possible. Um, and Unfortunately, most Google ad campaigns fail. Like as I talk with farming, HVAC, electrical contractors, a lot of times they try Google ads, whether it was through one of the big companies or they tried to do it on their own. And I say, man, I spent, I spent the money, but I just got no ROI. It felt like I was just throwing money down the toilet. Um, yes, in comments, if that's you, you feel like, man, I, I tried and it didn't really work all of that well. Well, the reason most, okay, the reason most of these campaigns fail um, is, is not really understanding the way the Google ad auction process works um, because it's not just about bidding more for any given key term, right? A lot of people just think, oh, well, I want to come up for plumber, plumbing, plumbing company near me, um, drain cleaning, and I'm going to outbid the competition. Well, again, Google wants to serve the best results and the best experience for the customer, right? For the person searching on Google. And so, relevancy is important, making sure that you're matching your keyword um, and, and the text ad to the landing page so that the person actually clicks it. And so your click-through rate and the stick rate on the page and what happens once they get there plays a big part in how well your AdWords or your Google Ads campaign is gonna conform. There's what Google calls a quality score metric that's running underneath your Google Ads campaign that will really determine whether you have to spend more per click or less per click to remain in a top, you know, relevant search result for most of the keywords. 
And so the reason most, most campaigns fail is because people don't understand that. Whoever's running the campaign just figured, you know what, plumbing company, HVAC company, it's all the same. We'll put all of their keywords into an, into a, an ad campaign. We'll drive it all to the homepage and relevancy isn't very high. Conversion rates aren't very high. And so it winds up failing. Um, and so this is you know visual here, right? We know just within plumbing, there's lots of different subcategories of what someone's searching for, right? They might look for general, they might be in an emergency, they might be looking for repiping or septic or bathroom remodeling or leak detection, right? And if you take all of those keywords, you have basically the same text ad that comes up and then you drive them to the homepage, your relevancy is gonna be low and so is your conversion rate. And so there's, there's really some things you wanna do to structure a paid campaign to get better results. And so what I wanna show you guys is just a couple of examples of Google Ads campaigns converting at a really high level, and then kind of walk you through what you wanna think about in terms of your campaign structure, and in terms of like maybe who's handling your online marketing to, to get better results. And so one of the companies we work with is Cardinal um, out, of Wisconsin, out of the Wisconsin area, um, here's, here's their, their dashboard. And we track our metrics for paid search very, very closely. So they got a total marketing spend of about $12,000 per month. Um, for that, we track, like how many leads did they get? How many phone calls? How many web submissions? Uh, for that 12K investment, they generate about 936 leads. And so if you divide that out, it's about $12.82 per lead. Really important to know these metrics, like to know how much do we spend how many leads do we get? What's our average cost per lead? Um, and then if we look at that, it kind of breaks down 223 from organic, which would be people clicking on the, the organic listings because they rank well. 224 if we have paid search, which is Google ads, and then 387 from Google Maps to come to a, a total of three, uh, 936. So if we drill down just on the paid component of this, just on the paid search, that's $9,000 spent straight to Google, that's 224 tracked leads for an average cost per lead of about $40 per lead. This is a solid cost per lead. Uh, we find that we can go up to about 125 in most markets and still have a positive ROI, assuming you've got conversion rates that are solid, assuming your technicians know how to sell in the home and kind of maximize the average ticket. Um, but anything less than 100 is really what we're shooting for. And, and we know that we can, we can kind of scale the budget based on that. So using this as an example, just kind of back of the math numbers here, 224 leads, assuming a 40% conversion rate from lead, either called in or submitted a, a form or started a chat, uh, we're looking for much higher than 40%, but assuming a 40% conversion rate, that would be 89 book jobs, 89 you know, jobs booked into the home and sold. Um, average ticket assumption, 750. I know some of you guys, Put in the context of what your average ticket is in the field. But we see you know, much higher than this. We see lower than this, unfortunately, in some cases. Just using an average ticket of 750, 89 jobs, and an average ticket of 750 is $66,750,000 in revenue on that spend of about $9,000. So that's an eight-time return on investment, seven to eight-time return on investment. Solid, right? Solid for plumbing and HVAC. I'm going to share one other example, and we'll get into the, into the meat and potatoes. There's a company we work with in Miami called Falcon Plumbing. Um, we can see here about a $6,000 investment in online marketing for 440 tracked leads. Average cost per lead, $14.28. We kind of break that down, 80 from organic, 237 from pay-per-click, um, 109 from Google. If we like zoom in, right, and this is what you want to be able to do with your reporting when you run paid ads, is be able to really clearly see what's my total spend and when it comes to the actual spend in the ads, whether it's Facebook ads or Google ads or wherever it goes, what's the result of that particular channel? Um, 237 leads on uh, $3,842 spent. Average cost per lead for plumbing in Miami, a massive metropolitan area, uh, $16.21 per lead. Um, we do the same math here using a 40% conversion rate. That's 94 book jobs. Average ticket, a little bit lower in this case, 550. 94 jobs at 550 is $51,000 in revenue on a $3,000 spend is a 13 time return on investment. Um, and so 
I could I could unpack example after example after example. When you get your paid search strategy right, when you really dial this in, you can expect a five to 15 time return on your investment. Um, and it only gets better if you've got marketing automation in place to convert more of those jobs. It only gets better if you've got great technicians that really know how to take that single ticket from 550 to 750 to 1,500, whatever the number is in your particular case. Um, but as long as we get at least a three-time return on investment in most home service companies, uh, three-time return on investment, you can still be profitable on those leads, right? Especially if you can convert the one-time customer into a repeat buyer that uses you multiple times, buys a home service program, or refers you to at least one other person. And so hopefully it's helpful. Or give me a helpful in the comments. Helpful to see some real world examples and case studies of, of true campaigns getting these types of results. Uh, Joseph says, yes, thank you. So how do we set this up? How do we, how do we set up and structure pay-per-click marketing for maximum lead generation and maximum return on investment? Um, first things first, you know, without getting too technical, and I, I try to keep this 80-20, like we'll focus on the 20% of things that drive 80% of the results. Conversion tracking is a must, right? Do not run pay-per-click ads if you can't clearly state, here's how much I spent, here's how many leads I generated, and this is my average cost per lead. That's phase one, right? Because if you don't have that in place, it's very easy to spend a lot of money and be like, I don't know, I hope it works. I mean, I hope, I think I'm getting a return on investment. Like you need to have this conversion tracking um, and whoever's running your campaign should have it matched up so that the conversion can be tracked back to the ad group or keyword so that you can optimize the campaign around the ad, you know, the structure that's actually generating the results. So conversion tracking is super, super important. We want to break things down into smaller ad groups. So really breaking down, you know, plumbing into a cons its component parts, HVAC into its component parts, um, and like grouping the keywords that are specific to the specific thing that they're looking for. Um, have to be paying attention to negative keywords. Uh, negative keywords would be if someone types in um, auto AC repair, like totally different, right? They might, they, they were looking for auto AC repair. If you don't have auto as a negative keyword in your campaign, just as an example, you could be you know, spending a lot of money on those clicks that have no relevance and actually are like absolutely not going to convert because they're looking for an auto repair shop that can fix the, the, um, the air conditioning in their, um, in their car. Um, we are, our negative lists are about thousands of keywords at this point, because there's so many little permutations that are obvious gotchas. Um, so, you know, don't run an ads campaign without really well thought out and built negative keywords. Have to make sure that your text ads resonate with the customer um, and entice them to click you versus the competition, right? It's not just about stacking a bunch of keywords into a text ad. Really, your text ad needs to be very persuasive. Right? It needs to sell the click because that's going to give you a higher click-through rate. That means out of the amount of times you come up, Google's tracking what percentage of those people click on you. Right, Your click-through rate, if it's higher than the competition because the text that is more persuasive, is going to have a higher quality score. Hence, you're going to be able to pay less to still maintain top positioning in your, in your search terms. Uh, we want to leverage ad extensions which there's little things you can add to your text ad, like your location, your reviews, that make it take up more space in the search result. And so we really want to make sure that we've, we've stacked the, the deck in our, in our favor by adding as many of those ad extensions as possible. Um, you have to land visitors on a solid landing page, right? I, and I've tested this initially. I was like, well, if you've got a good website, what difference does it make? Well, the difference is we want single direction. We want them to click on our page and take an action, especially if we paid seven to $12 to $15 for that individual click. We want to really like, all right, we're looking for drain cleaning. We're your guys. Here's why you want to click us. Here's why you want to schedule now and, and really make sure that you're taking them through a, a linear path and not like just opening up your entire website when they click on it. Um, and then you have to be on an ongoing basis, uh, split testing your text ads, split testing your landing pages. Split testing based on what's working and fine tuning. Um, if all you did, and unfortunately, this is the average situation. If all you did was say, all right, I'm a plumbing company. I'm an HVAC company. Let's go pick the keywords. Let's write one text ad. Let's drive that to a landing page. 
and let's set a $5,000 a month budget, it's destined to fail. Like literally, there's no way to win in that scenario. It takes ongoing, looking at the metrics, looking at what is actually getting clicked at the highest level, what's converting at the highest level to get this to a place where you can get an average cost per lead that makes financial sense and remain productive with the outcomes from your, your pay-per-click advertising. So really, I'm going to say again, like don't even think about spending a penny if you don't have conversion tracking in place, if you don't know like how many leads are coming out on the back end of your paid ads. Um, I think you want to look at that if you're running it in-house or whether you get this out to a third-party contractor, like do they really, can they really tell you how much did you spend? How many leads did you generate? And are you optimizing based on those results and, and fundamentals? Um, you know, at, at the most basic level, you want dynamic number swapping so that when somebody types in Dallas AC repair and they click on your landing or they click on your ad and then they get to your landing page, there should be a different number that comes up because they came through page search. And there should be a number pool, which means the number rotates so we can track back which keyword they typed in, which text ad they saw that drove the conversion, right? That's dynamic number swapping um, with keyword pools is really the way you want to do it. That's you want to make sure whoever's running this for you has at least that level of tracking in place. And so you can go back and hear the calls and track the outcomes of those, of those leads. You want to have web form tracking because not everybody calls. Sometimes they're going to click and they're going to fill out a form, right? You need to know which keyword, which ad group drove that web form lead. Um, and same thing with, with chat. Right nowadays, yes, we're, we're tracking calls, we're tracking web forms, and we're also tracking chat. Like, did they start a chat with you from uh, Ruby or from uh, home service chats or something else? You really, really want to track that because otherwise your metrics are going to skew. You know, you may have gotten more leads than you thought, but you were losing leads to the chat widget, right? And make sure you've got all of those tracking elements in place. Um, and of course, you want to push the, the conversion data back into Google Ads, right? And that's a little bit more of a sophisticated thing to do, um, but you need to do that so that you, you, you can let the machine learning identify which campaigns are generating the best results. Um, so hard, I mean, I know if you've never run ads, it's just hard to, to kind of like conceptualize, but you know, just knowing about the way it should be structured should help you think more logically about the results you can expect. And it should help you think more logically about how to communicate back to whoever it is that does this for you. Say, hey, we need these things in place. Um, KPIs, you want to know what the key performance indicators are and what you should be tracking. So for me, total spend, are we spending enough, right? Oftentimes, like, you know, we say, okay, I'm, I'm going to spend 2,500 bucks a month in, in Google ads. And so we want to set it and forget it. But the reality is if you want to continue to grow, you want to continue to scale, that spend needs to go up, right? Especially if the average cost per lead makes sense, especially if the results are, are, are dialing in. So we need to know what the total spend is. We should be able to look at, our, at like what our budget is versus impression share. So, you know, based on the keywords you're bidding on, there's a certain amount of people typing those keywords in every single month it's not hard to figure out what percentage of the search you're missing based on budget. So you should know that. How much am I spending? What's my percentage of search impression share loss? So if I spent five grand, but I should have spent 25 grand, how much search did I miss? Right? Hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. You know your average cost per like, what's, what's it costing every time somebody clicks on me? But most importantly, I think for most of you guys, is what's my average cost per lead? Like, is it costing me $20 or is it costing me $190, right? You need to know what that average cost per lead is and, and know when you're online what your average conversion rate is, what your average ticket is, so you can quantify return on investment. What we're seeing across the board in, in markets, and we work in entire, the entire United States, we've got plumbing, HVAC, home service companies, um, as well as Canada and a little bit international. Uh, plumbing leads on average between $35 and $55 per lead. Um, we're trying to keep the KPI kind of below $55 per lead. For HVAC, we're seeing about $55 to $80 per lead. Uh, and this is your actual spend divided by number of leads, average cost per lead that we're shooting for, electrical between $15 and $30 per lead. Um, and then, of course, we want to know our return on investment, right? How much did I spend? How many leads did I generate? 
And what's the ROI, right? Am I actually getting a tangible, measurable return on my investment? Um, I think, you know, the best way to, to know that is to have a dashboard. Uh, and we spent a lot of time dialing in our dashboard so we can show, here's how much you spent, right? Four grand. Here's how many leads we tracked for you from that 137. Here's your average cost per lead, $33.69. And then we use a projected return on investment, right? Projected return on investment, which is, you know, if your average cost or your average conversion rate is 40% and your average ticket is $700, then we should have generated this amount in revenue. Um, and so at a minimum, you need to have this. Like, you know, anybody in home services should be able to have these metrics. Uh, and we want to be able to see like, what's our impression share lost due to, um, due to budget. So in this case, if they were spending four grand, they only had a 12% impression share, which means there was still a, a, an entire 88% of search that we should have been able to tap into if we had a larger budget. And so this is something you want to be analyzing as you grow, as you scale. My average cost per lead makes sense. And I've got technicians that I could have dispatched. Let's increase the budget so we're tapping into more impression share. So it's great to have a dashboard like this. You, you need to know these numbers. Um, and then in the, in the perfect world, you want to try and actually run it all the way through to true return on investment. Um, and so give me one if you're using uh, Service Titan in here. And a lot of, a lot of Service Titan companies uh, we're big fans of Service Titan. We love the fact that we can, you know, put a number, ring it through, and see the true return uh, or the true revenue generated from those leads. And so my suggestion is have your, especially your, your paid campaigns, ring specifically into the, the marketing scorecard on a pay-per-click number so you can track how many calls came in on a dashboard and then what actually came into Service Titan. What's our projected ROI and what's our actual revenue generated online? This is really, to me, the gold standard. I think this is the future of your marketing is really being able to tell how much you spend and what the true return on investment is so you can optimize around what's working best. Uh, it looks like Chad is a, uh, a pay-per-click, uh, a uh, service Titan user. So, I, could, I mean, I, I could go super deep here. I don't want to go too, too deep because I'm going to get into the weeds and you guys are going to start to tune out on me. Uh, key campaigns we want to have would be like, just as an example, a brand campaign. So someone's looking for your company by name. We want to come up for that. We want to, we want to dominate for that, right? And the beauty of it is your brand name is going to be low cost because you're going to be super relevant for that term. Um, we want a brand campaign. We want to make sure all the permutations of your name, you're coming up in uh, the paid search, number one, you're coming up number one organic, you're coming up with a bunch of directory results. Um, sometimes I get into a little arm wrestle match with, with our clients. Like, I don't want to bid on my brand name because I'm already coming up for that. Well, if you don't bid on it and somebody has a broad match term that's got your keywords in it, they're going to come up above you for your own company name. And that's the worst thing that can happen, right? It does not cost you that much to make sure you're dominating for your company name. Uh, we want the general campaign, and then we want to get specific. So like within drain cleaning, we might have hydrogening and router service. Within water heaters, we might have water heater repair, water heater replacement, tankless water heaters. Within sewer, we can have trenchless and pipe relining and repiping. Um, and so, you know, without getting crazy with this, like you really want to segment your ad groups into these various campaigns so that you can get super, super granular with the, you know, with the strategy. Um, and so like just some screenshots here, like we want to have, you know, within plumbing, within HVAC, all of these different ad groups, which have a different set of keywords that match to them. And there's lots of different keyword match types and things, which I'm not going to get into. Um, you want the text ad specific to what they typed, right? So if they typed in drain cleaning, we want them to see like number one drain cleaning service, call our company today and link them straight to a page specific to that. Um, some of our top performing text ads, Again, we want to stand out on the page as much as possible. We want the, the, the customer or the potential customer to see our ad and click us versus the competition. Sewer installation done right, $200 off coupon, same day service. So we're, just, we're giving incentives. We're talking about the fact that we're available today. Top rated home uh, water heater install, call now, on time guaranteed. Top rated AC installation company, $2,500 off, same day service. Um, and then we want to use we want to use the extensions and the extension callouts 
to take up more space on the page, right? And so we've got call extensions, we've got site link extensions, we've got location extensions. All of this can take us from like three lines to like six lines for the same for the same span. So you know, just just little things can make a big difference in how well your your ad stands out in the Google Ads auction process. And so you do that within you know within the um, Google Ads account in the back end. Again, I don't want to get super tech, but I wanted to kind of call your attention to, to what you want to make sure your text ad looks like on the page. Now, beyond that, we really want to make sure we're not driving traffic to our homepage or to our website in general. We want a specific page on the site. And so I'm just going to pull up as an example here. So this is Snappy Home Services Company we work with in the um, in the Georgia market. And so this is a landing page example, right? So they typed emergency service, number one local prompt service, phone number in the top right-hand corner, schedule service option to fill out a form, talks about the key reasons somebody wants to choose them, um, shows testimonials and, and social proof. And we've limited them to like this small version of the site. Because if we look up Snappy, They've got a really great site, right? They got a great web website, so it's a prettier site. It's got a lot of like additional pages and lots of stuff going on. And from an organic perspective, we want a great site like this. We want lots of great unique content. We want lots of information. We want lots of things for them to be able to look into and research. When it comes to page search, whether that's through retargeting or through your actual Google Ads strategy, we want to make it limited, right? And we want to make sure that this is super optimized for mobile so that you know they can quickly call they can quickly schedule and make it really nice and tight um, so that's just an example of the difference between a landing page and a website and we've tested this obviously we've tested i, I was a big believer for a long time like it, it's better to drive to the website itself um, but we did find really looking at the data a singular path like this converts better. And that's why we get better conversion rates from our campaigns. Um, one in comments, helpful to see like a real example of a landing page and kind of how to structure this, how to set it up um, to get better results. Awesome. And you know, there's, there's things you, you want to do on the page to make sure that it stands out and then it makes it easy for the customer to choose you versus the competition, right? Mobile optimized, special offer incentive, ability to either call or go ahead and schedule directly on the page. Um, I like the idea of having chat on there as well as another conversion factor because some people just want a two-way text, right? That would be a great way to convert those leads at a higher level. Um, so I would imagine most of you guys um, you know, don't do this yourself and you don't have a team in-house, so you probably have somebody that manages this for you. So I wanted to give you some things to ask your paid search provider just to make sure that they're checking all the boxes and that you're getting the best strategy that you possibly can. The first question I like to ask, and I think this is really important, is how much of my budget is gonna to go to Google Ads versus management fees, right? You really wanna know, like if you're paying this company five grand or 10 grand, how much of that's going to them in management fees and we all deserve to get paid to manage, but how much is actually going to the media? How much is going to Google Ads? How much of it's going to Facebook Ads? Um, if they don't tell you that, I think that's a cause for concern. Like you need to know where your dollars are going so you can make sure you're, you're, you're actually getting to the channel, you're getting to the media and not just um, to management. You want to ask what type of tracking do they have in place? Like are they tracking how many leads came from the paid campaign? Are they actually tracking the web form conversions? Can you listen to recordings of those conversations? Like how is that structured? Um, Again, you know, if you can't delineate pay-per-click versus organic and be able to really see like what's your average cost per lead for either, that's a big question mark where you could be spending a lot of dollars and not getting the types of returns that you want. Um, you should ask like, how, how are we gonna track our key performance indicators? Are they gonna provide you a live dashboard of some sort where you can see what's happening week by week, month by month, what your averages are um, and then what are their key metrics? What are they shooting for on a per lead basis? Um, 
Are they going to be setting up a different landing page for each of the ad groups? If so, are they going to be driving specific ad groups to specific landing pages? Are the landing pages different from one to the next? Are they optimized for the actual keyword the person put in? Are they split testing the text ads for each of the ad groups? Um, and then will you be leveraging ad, you know, call out extensions in order to really stand out on the page? And then most importantly, what are our targets in terms of cost per lead and return on investment? Right? If they don't have some idea what they're shooting for and they don't have like an idea what they expect the ROI to be, I would be concerned. Right? It's like Because it's easy. You could easily spend tens of thousands of dollars a month on your Google ads and have little to nothing to show for it, right? And so hopefully this is helpful. Go ahead and take a screen cap of this. I'll send it out after the fact. Uh, but these are the things you want to ask. Whoever it is doing this for you today, whether it's in-house, whether it's out-house, um, what, you know, what do we have in place? Or what are we doing on these key areas in our business? A couple of things that, that I, I feel we've really specialized here at Plumbing and HVAC SEO when it comes to paid search with our paid campaigns. Um, is we're very, very aggressive with how we split test um, into strategic ad groups based on plumbing, HVAC, electrical. Um, we set up optimized landing pages, as you saw, like that's very specific to the different ad groups. Uh, we have conversion optimization. So as conversions happen, we've got that data pulling into Google Ads and we're able to automate and optimize the, you know, the budget to the, to the keywords and to the campaigns that are converting best. And this makes a big difference in the return on investment. Um, and you'll know, with us, you know exactly how many came from organic, how many came from uh, pay-per-click. You'll be able to hear recordings of those conversations. The other thing we do that I really think makes us stand out from the competition is we listen to every call and we can rate the outcomes. So we could tell you we generated 227 leads. Of those, 80 of them got scheduled and Seven of them didn't get answered at all. And you know these are the ones that didn't get scheduled. Uh, so we invest the time on our end at no additional cost to our clients to listen to those conversations and rate them. And in your dashboard, you can see what were the outcomes for the leads that we invested in this particular month. Um, you can know which keywords actually drove the ROI at what cost. And um, we provide you with that dashboard so you can see exactly what the results are um, if you're a Service Titan user, we specialize in, in, in Service Titan. We're one of the Service Titan strategic partners. Um, and so we can help you structure how you're ringing into Service Titan, how you're tracking, um, and make sure that that's all functioning the way that it should so that you can really see the return on investment. Um, I think that's something because we're so deep into the plumbing HVAC space that we, we've got those relationships and we understand how that technology works so we can tap into it uh, on your behalf. Uh, and complete transparency, right? When it comes to us, you know how much our management fee is and you know exactly how much went to Google, how much went to retargeting, how much maybe went over to um, social media ads if you're at that level in the business. So complete transparency. So again, I think paid search is super important, especially Google ads. Uh, so I spent a lot of time on this in this particular session. Um, and I wanted to spend a little bit of time kind of delineating the difference between what we do and what some of the competition does and kind of why our campaigns work a little bit better. Uh, so if you're in that market right now and you're thinking, hey, you know, I'd like some help. I'd like to have Josh and his team do this for me. We'd love the opportunity to talk with you about that. And what we would do is just look at your current paid strategy, show you what's good, where there's room for improvement, what we might, might do differently. Um, and if we feel like there's a, a specific outcome we can get that would be better than what you're doing today, um, we would have a conversation about how we could work together. Christian, can you drop a link if someone wants to schedule in with us for, for that review on, on their paid campaign? Just go to plumberseo.net slash schedule. Okay, so the first thing we optimized for was local service ads. The second thing we optimized for was uh, Google ads. The third thing we want to think about, we really want to do is leverage retargeting and we want to leverage automation, right? Retargeting and automation. So retargeting is when somebody gets to the site and they leave, we find something like 40 to 50% of, of the traffic, sometimes more in a lot of cases, they were in the market, they were on your site, but they didn't submit the form, they didn't call in. So how can we remain top of mind with those people to get the click, to get the call, to get the lead? Uh, that's where retargeting comes into play. Um, we can drop a pixel on their browser, and now later in that day, when they go on ESPN, 
uh, when they pull up Facebook, they see your ad, right? And it just feels to them like super timed advertising because they were in the market and now they're seeing you everywhere. Um, we're finding like a three to five time uplift in the conversion rates by putting retargeting in place. And so this visual on the left is, you know, banner ads and the different types of ads you can run with a special incentive to try and get them back to the site to get that conversion. Now, second to that is having automation in place to follow up with the leads that you do generate, right? If you're running SEO, if you're running paid search, you're running local service ads, you should be also automating the way in which you follow up with your leads. Um, and the reason for that is that um, leads that don't get followed up within 15 minutes or less go cold, right? It's, it's really a massive follow-up. If, if they submit a form or they call in and you don't answer, if you're not back in touch with them, ideally in two minutes or less, they're, they're clicking onto the competition, they're calling somebody else, they're booking it somewhere else, and so you're losing that opportunity. So speed to lead is the first thing, the reason we want to leverage automation. The second is the average customer has to be followed up with five to seven times before booking. So most of you, home service companies, are optimized for the phone call. Somebody calls in, hey, thanks for calling Bill's Plumbing. How can I help you? Oh, okay. Um, I can schedule Billy to go out there tomorrow at three. Does that work? Oh, no? Oh, you got to talk to somebody else? Okay, call us back. Right? And if that person didn't book right on that call, they're gone. Right? There's no one on your team that's calling them, that's sending them a follow-up text message, that's trying to bring them back into the fold. Um, and we know with automation, we can touch them again and again and again until they say yes, until they say no, or until they say go away. Um, and the other, the other big thing, and the reason automation is a must, is today's customer prefers text message. Like they would much rather text message with you than call you. And so if you don't have a platform where somebody can text back, yeah, I, I, I'm available tomorrow at three, and you have somebody on the other side that can say, okay, cool, here's the link to book that in, you're missing massive opportunity. So with automation, we can solve for all three of these big reasons that you're not converting at the highest level possible. So um, again, retargeting, this is just a basic visual. Somebody gets to your website, they leave. Now they're out on, on Yahoo, they're on CNN, they're on ESPN, they see your ad or they see you on Facebook and it brings them back to the website. That's what we want to do with our retargeting. Um, and you know, there's, there's all kinds of banner size ads. You want to have them all, right? And you want to make sure that they're compelling enough to stand out, to make them see it and to want to click it and come back in to the fold. Um, and then with automation, the main thing we want to have is when someone fills out the form on your site, that immediately they get a text message and they get a phone call. And with, with automation, we have a system called Conversion Amp. We have it set up where the second the thing gets filled in, text message goes out. Hey, thanks for contacting Bill's Plumbing. Did you want to, is there something we can help you with? And immediately it will call your office and say, press one to connect with this customer. And it will call out to them. So we can really have speed to lead. And then beyond that, for the customers, maybe that we didn't answer the call, we can send an immediate text message. Hey, sorry, we missed your call. Something we can help you with? Right, and we've got a, a, a two-way text platform where they can engage in a conversation with us. Um, and then for those that don't convert, we can have automation, just check-ins via email, text message. Hey, just want to circle back, did you get this scheduled? Right, and when you do that consistently, and when you do that automatically, you can really, really see increases in your conversion rates. Um, and so um, I could talk for, for a long time about this automation platform. Um, I would highly suggest if you're interested at all in this, that you go to conversionamp.com and schedule a demo, right? We'll walk you through what it is, how it works, um, and how you can leverage this to generate better conversion rates in your, in your business. So hopefully, hopefully that's, that's been helpful. You know, we, we talked about the three key marketing strategies. We talked about generating local service ads. We talked about tap into Google's, uh, Google ads, and then having retargeting automation to maximize conversion. And of course, if you kind of move up the hierarchy from there, we're tapping the thumbtack leads, we're tapping into home advisor and Angie leads. When you put the automation on the back end of those leads, you can convert more of them. 
You can play the game in a way that gives you a competitive advantage versus the competition because you're leveraging automation to fall quicker and to fall more consistently. Um, and then up the hierarchy from there, you know, really building your brand and building direct response strategies with social media, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Again, I think you have to really have tapped out Google ads, local service ads, have your retargeting in place before you're really even looking at that as an outcome. So if, if you'd like to chat about how we can help you implement this, help give you that, that knob that you can turn in your plumbing HVAC home service company, you can type let's chat in the comments. We would love to connect with you on that. Uh, or you can just go to uh, plumberseo.net slash schedule uh, to schedule a time. And you know this is a complimentary review. We'll look at your online visibility. We'll put together a keyword list of the most commonly searched terms in your area. We'll show a ranking report to show like where you're ranking organically, where you're not. We'll review your Google ad strategy and show you where, where you might be missing the boat from that. We'll take a look at really all of the elements of your online marketing. Um, and if there's a fit, great. We'll show you, hey, here's what we can do. Here's how we can help. If there's not, that's fine too. You'll just look at it and say, hey, um, I've got some ideas that I can go back and implement in my, in my business. Um, so if that sounds good, you can go to plumberseo.net slash schedule to book that in. Or you can feel free to call us at 866 610-4647. So that's it. If you have follow-up questions, we would love to answer those for you. Um, you can either go onto the Facebook group and post them, or you can say, I've got a question here in the chat. Um, otherwise, that's it for today. Um, I hope you guys got value. Hopefully there's clear takeaways from this that you can go implement. Um, Susan, thank you for being on with us. Thank you for your time. Uh, again, 866-610-4647, uh, or you can go to plumberseo.net slash schedule. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have an amazing afternoon, and I'll talk to you guys soon.